0: For God Lord we worship Are you hungry for it? Father we bless you Woo!
1: Father we thank you Father we thank you We give you praise All you've done for all you continue to do because you are faithful, because you are good, and there is none like you. Have your way, oh God, take your place, oh God. Continue to rule and reign as God and as God alone. Faithful God we bow before your throne. You are the great and mighty King. Worthy to be praised. You are beautiful beyond comprehension. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father.
0: We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. name.
1: Father, we bless your name. We exalt you, Lord, over all areas of our lives. Continue to be God. Continue to rule. Continue to reign. Reign as Lord, reign as God, reign as Father in all areas of our lives. Oh God, we bless you. We bless you. We thank you for the lives of our families. We bless you for the lives of our children. We thank you for the lives of our spouses. Lord, we bless you for the lives of our friends. We thank you for the lives of our loved ones. Lord, we honor you because you are faithful, you are true, you are good, you are God, and you are God alone. Today, we come to bring you your praise. We come to bring you your praise. For you alone deserve it, you alone deserve it, you alone are God, you alone are good. Oh, there is none
0: comparable unto you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we bless you,
1: in Jesus name, Amen, God bless you for joining and for staying, Amen. We want to lift up our voices and ask God to cleanse us for God to make us whole spirit soul, body in the name of Jesus tell God that anywhere we have missed the mark according to Hebrews chapter 10 the verse 22 the Bible says let us It says, "And, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let us draw near. We've come to draw near to draw near with a heart in full assurance of faith. We've come to draw near with a true heart. Our hearts must be true. Our hearts must be pure. Our hearts must be free from any stains that God does not want to regard. Says having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Father cleanse us sprinkle our hearts with the blood of Jesus from all uncleanness. Wash us clean. Even as we receive forgiveness. By the blood of Jesus, we receive forgiveness. By the blood of Jesus, we receive
0: forgiveness. By the blood of Jesus, we receive forgiveness. By the blood of Jesus, and we
1: ask that Lord, Father, cleanse our spirit, soul, body from all uncleanness. Make us whole, spirit, soul, body. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for forgiveness we thank you lord for all that you've done in the name of jesus because you are faithful you are
0: faithful you are faithful you are faithful thank you in jesus name amen you want to lift
1: your voice Want to lift your voice and talk to god in a language of the spirit the language that only he understands only he understands Barasetebrehecoma, Faranasuke
0: Tobra, Malibroke Telemeco Shire, on the top to quicken, that goal to empower, that goal to grant you strength, that goal to help your infirmity. Ibarasetele mecom, Barani Hasunde, Debeke de Beresu Parasu Prondo, O Lima Hasu. Mere me reseja de comara da viata we lebe de bele combala kata ya marashe de gedebin komaluwa ba marate de gadi la mana maha ya lebra ki mi apayes maraska tu miliata man de de edes de gedes man bini apayes rasha de rako pas marra re no şas me igasa tete ne meremeros kavana badu atat merlenke tete 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 re be beros kavana kavanes oranti mi kalla yas orat aneme kobra hayat rez kobra hestle sende tete
1: tete Alimumma izu
0: manabil barakatana O Shotgun, a in corrasavre a cobro lu shede a parrasavinoz ma yenekoda na capes ra <laughs> to katori me kapaya me leme nama go shahar adu ko barasata me dikanda ya di hasenet venia kapala het irasata brahat irasafre kemere gobres murasku ni kapala ya danda kapala ai komalaha ya nebele conne di marrasate et marrasate et miracatajorrande capalima so has sat on bricks. He in the name of Jesus. Keep on calling, Keep on calling. Call in. The calling I will
2: Father. when I When you call on me
1: Today's session, take control, Father, take control. You want to tell God that Father, take control of today's meeting in the name of Jesus. You want to tell God to take preeminence over the teaching and minister to us. We commit the entire atmosphere into His hands. You want to tell God the Lord. Take control over the atmosphere. Let your glory fill this place. Let your presence fill this place. Let your power, Lord, fill this place. Grant us an encounter with your presence in the name of Jesus. Take absolute control. Take absolute control. Holy Spirit, take absolute control.
0: Holy Spirit take absolute Don't control. In, in the name of the Jesus, let your presence invade uh, uh, every place in the name of Jesus.
2: Jesus.
0: My let your power come upon us. Let your power come upon us. Reset to Kadi Manahead, Lemekumele Mele Metehe, Iparasabra becombehe, itwala taya, itwala tie, mele becombra italakatini mikaze lehe, reshed the gebebe, randova la <laughs> gomaheh, iparaza goni mikombla sande, i manaia, ibarasete kete, rita la bara, e moran de ya kabaya, take control preeminence. Has. Let your presence fill this place. Has. Your glory filled this atmosphere. Oh God in this room. Oh God in this office. Oh God on in this car. Oh God everywhere. Has. Let your presence fill this place. Has. In the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit. Let your presence. Has. Let your power. Has. Hey, charge the atmosphere up. Has. Electrify. Has. The entire atmosphere with your power, with your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we thank you,
2: Lord. We thank you, Lord. Our last
1: prayer. You want to tell God that Father, speak to me through the ministration of your word speak to me grant me a word in season in the name of Jesus a word in season a word that will minister to my spirit my soul
2: my body
1: a word that will bring me transformation a word that will grant me insight revelation that will hand into my hands the keys to access my next level in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your voice. Tell God to give you a word in season. A word that will grant you insight, prophetic insight into all the days and the weeks and the months ahead of you in life. You don't want to live here the same. You don't want to leave you the same. Lift your voice. We're going to talk to God. Lord, oh God, speak to us.
0: We speak want to, to have us. Grant way. us words Church. in season. Lord, words that Keep will satisfy. Words that will edify. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Words that will build us up. Words that will bring us Cl- clarity, direction Keep and guidance in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh God. i
2: me to you,
0: Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the
2: name of Jesus. But I will know you in an emotion.
1: Hallelujah. This is my heart.
0: God bless you. Can you begin to love and worship? Tell
2: him you want to do. Tell him you want to know it. Tell him. Oh, tell him you want to know it. More than they know how to sing. More than they know how to pray. There are different dimensions in the things we don't see.
1: Up and do business with God today because God is going to speak to you, God is going to address issues in your life, God is going to minister to your need if only you open up and you connect to His presence and the atmosphere, the altar of God which we are all partaking of. God will do wondrous things in our midst today. Amen. God is going to do wondrous things in our midst tonight. Even as the rest of the family joins us later. Powell, Paul courts, you are welcome, God bless you, as you stay, amen. So we started a series on intimacy with God, intimacy with God, and by God's grace, we, we got to um, the part. And yesterday, God graced us with insight into Enoch's walk. How Enoch walked with God and he was not. For Bible says that God took him. But before he was translated, he had this testimony before God. That he pleased God. Enoch pleased God. Enoch pleased God. That means that and we know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. it is able to please God. That means that all of Enoch's entire, entire walk with God, with all the protocols he applied, with all the mysteries that were in his custody, Enoch was in faith. Enoch was in faith throughout his entire walk with God. He was in faith. He was in faith he never doubted him he never undermined god's power and he lived by the word of god because we understand that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god and man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god and if enoch walked with god to please him and if he took faith to please him and faith proceeded from the word of god then it means that enoch walked in obedience to god despite his entire earthly biography being captured in a very fascinating but interestingly short sentence in genesis 5 24. it was a very condensed life a life That was fully saturated with seeking God, walking with God, and pleasing God. Selfless devotion unto God. Hallelujah. So, in our previous session, God graced us with the first protocol of intimacy. The first protocol. We looked at the protocol of agreement. The protocol of agreement. And today, God is going to Take us deeper as a people, wise virgins who want to carry extra oil, even as the days get darker and as his, his, his second return or his second advent draws near. Amen. Understand that if you've been following this series, those of us who just joined us, Paul, Scott and Mom, is it Mommy? You, uh, we've been treating this series since um last month and god has taken us so deep in fact we started with uh, you can find it all as i speak you can click on the icon burning ones revival network you click on that picture the lion you are seeing with a crown and then when you click on it just look beneath the dashboard you are going to see live and you're going to see published podcast the live is what we are having right now don't click on that you are already connected click on the published podcast and it's going to open up a long dialogue box or a long um should i say pile of published podcasts and you're going to see the series from there i think episode 118 or something that is where it all begins you see intimacy with god the need to intimacy or the background And then the Holy Spirit taught us again, intimacy with God after the need for intimacy, you come to intimacy with God, um, uh, created for intimacy. How we looked at how in the sophistication of the creation of mankind, the sophistication of our, 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 um, how do I put it? Our anatomy, physical anatomy and our spiritual architecture, God deliberately installed certain things in us having in mind intimacy and having in mind preparing a bride for his son right from the book of Genesis and from that we looked at a longing desire and a drawing near onto intimacy that was a part three we looked at how to draw near how to develop, develop the desire for intimacy and then that took us into the story of the five, the ten virgins, the five wise and the five foolish virgins. And we realized that the difference between them wasn't oil. No, it was extra oil because they all carried oil in their vessels. But the wise ones carried extra oil, which many Christians are failing to do today. For which reason, if if the, the master of the house should appear today, many of us are going to find ourselves wanting, like Belteshazzar, I believe, instead of menemene, tekel, apasen. Which is to say that you have been weighed on a scale, or you've been weighed on scales and found wanting. Many of us are going to be we are going to be found inadequately prepared at His revelation. And Bible says that nobody knows the time, nor the day, the season. He only gave us clues as to when the time of his coming is approaching. And in Matthew 24 it says, "Blessed is a servant whom when his master cometh who will find him so doing. So because of extra oil five virgins were eliminated and the Bible describes them according to Matthew 25 describes those ones that were eliminated and couldn't enter through the door to have that experience they've never had with their lord before Bible described them as foolish because of extra because they lacked extra oil What does that mean? It means they lack discretion, they lack wisdom, they lack intimacy with God. And because they lack intimacy and discretion and wisdom, they failed to understand the times and the seasons and so they couldn't make it in. These are times when being a normal Christian, not enough and even normal christian not many people have achieved that yet if i should tell you or describe if i should give you the description of a normal christian you'll be amazed do you know what or who a normal christian is we've not a normal christian i believe you should walk into any hospital and empty the entire hospital bed jesus said it these signs shall follow them that believe not the official gifts of administration to the church the apostles the prophets the evangelists that the teachers and then the pastors know he says, these signs shall follow them that believe them so if you are a believer you are a believer in christ these signs must follow you as a normal believer unqualified in my name they'll cast out demons heal the sick pick ups. Deadly things, scorpions, and trample up upon all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt them. That is a normal Christian. So, are you a normal Christian? To talk of the extraordinary, it says, John 14 12, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also. But it says, greater works than these will you do. Because I go to my Father, that is Jesus speaking. So you want to take it to another level, from the normal to paranormal, or extraordinary. So if you've not achieved the normal fit, what makes us feel so comfortable and relaxed, chasing after the wrong things? It's not wrong to chase after, you know, a good job, a decent wife or husband we want breakthrough we want prophetic words we want healings there's nothing wrong with that bible even says that jesus said healing is a children's bread you are entitled to it but understand that no matter how important your marriage or your career or your business or or your healing is to you it can never and will never take the place of God. It can never and will never take the place of God. It can't be a perfect substitute cardinally or ordinarily for God. Bible says, seek ye first the, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things. When you seek the kingdom of God properly beloved some things are added on to you in fact all other things but they come progressively you see those of us who are who who, who probably understand cooking you've worked in the maybe the, 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 the catering or hospitality those people who are into cooking and all of that you understand that when there is the when you cook and you serve a meal or any dish usually the typical meals you have the main meal and then the the things that are used to garnish, the add, add, add additives or the additions, the condiments and what have you. And even in some cases, I've been to restaurants where they'll give you appetizers. Those ones are to sort of, you know, keep you in a, in a, in a mood of waiting and preparation for the main meal. Beloved, understand that Jesus is the main meal. The kingdom is the main meal and the kingdom is a person. There's all other things the garnishes they'll come they'll come but we've left that one and we are chasing after the salad we are chasing after the drink we are we are running after um, maybe the means ball and we are running after a lot of you know forsaking the main meal which satisfies which truly satisfies which truly can keep you on the journey for long imagine a heavy-duty worker who is only surviving on salad from morning to evening you collapse on the way that is a story of the foolish virgins because the, the nature of the journey and the nature of the work requires more than just salad or veggies so what kind of normal christian are you or have you become A normal Christian tells others about Christ on a daily basis. Me, I feel sometimes. I even feel sometimes. On a daily basis, a normal Christian makes soul winning a habit because he understands the orders of his master that says, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. So his goal or her goal is to populate heaven and depopulate hell. And he knows that or she knows that the way to please his master, her master, is by obeying his instructions. Because he says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. A normal Christian. A normal Christian. It's a Mark chapter 1 verse 35 Christian. A normal Christian wakes up a great while before day a normal christian wakes up a great while before day and departs just like his master to solitary places and there he will pray and seek the face of god that is a normal christian this is not for the demon casting uh, demon-binding, fire-breathing, deliverance ministers or apostles and all of you. It's not for the um, Pastor Grace's and then the Apostle Aromis and then Archbishop Duncan Williams and then Bishop Charles Aginasaris and then the the Bishop Dougie Wood Mills and then the Apostle Selmans. No. This is for every one of us. We are all partakers. We are all partakers. We are those who eliminate ourselves by our own rough, rough tactics of looking for the right things in the wrong places and the wrong things in the right places. That is how we eliminate ourselves because we fail to understand God, His will, His demands, and how we ought to align. And that is why we are on this journey. And beloved. Believe you me, you need teachings like this, like never before in your life. You need it now, like never before. Look around you. You are hearing wars and rumors of wars. Just from 2020 alone, calamity, one major calamity after the other, hits the world. Economic global, economic downturns, financial resources nations are crumbling you are hearing of the walls between this one and that one russia ukraine zelensky is saying this putin is saying that now we are seeing another another this one is on another level and these are not issues that Gabriosis. Yanom or whatever, the WHO chairman and the UN people can give. They can give us a form of peace. But true peace only comes from the prince of peace. True peace is the kind of peace you have where you are living in Israel or Palestine or Gaza as a Christian, as a believer in Christ. Okay? Surrounded by disturbances, anarchy. I mean, real anarchy, war, political anarchy, instability, and still you're able to keep your eyes on God, and you don't feel perturbed or disturbed because you know His eyes are on you, like His eyes are on the sparrow. True peace. It is not inspired. It is not it because of the absence of war or disturbances or lack or want. True peace is the presence of God. Is the prince of God so in spite of the war because you have the prince of God you have true peace in spite of the financial crisis because you have the prince of God you have true peace in spite of the demotion you have the prince of God you have God you have true peace in spite of any storm in spite of any storm blowing in your life you have Jesus The Prince of Peace, and you'll have true peace, and nothing can take you down, because peace is one of the atmospheres in which God works. He changes, he effects changes, he transforms, he does his work. So, whenever you pray to to God to to change anything about your life, the first thing He will give you is His peace. He will He will He will calm down your hearts. That's why He told His disciples, "Let not your hearts be troubled." In this world you will have tribulation but what be of good cheer. it is not an easy place to come to to be of good cheer, to be bold and courageous or to fear not. These are statements that you find from the Old Testament if you keep reading the Bible all the way to the New Testament in the Old Testament you mostly see fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will uphold thee with my right hand of righteousness, Isaiah ever the one thing. Then when you come into the New Testament, be of good cheer, Jesus will tell them. In this world you have tribulations, you have troubles, but be of good cheer, why? Your lifeguard, he walks on water. He has overcome the world. And if he is your example, if he is your high priest, if he is the apostle and the apostle of your confession, the bishop and shepherd of your soul, then you have no problem because every example he has left is an is an example that can become your own real and very practical experience if only you look up to him and you follow him very very well hebrews chapter 12 the verse 1 says wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses he says let us lay aside lay aside god will not do that for you you must make the decision willingly and he will empower your will he will strengthen your will to be able to practicalize that decision lay aside every weight some things are not sins they are weights they are just weights some wrong associations they are not sins they are just weights lay aside every weight and the sin which that so easily beset us Believers don't want to hear gospel teachings like this anymore. You talk about sin. Then the believer says, this man of God is coming to judge me. If I had started prophesying, I'm sure that most of the people who had joined and left would have remained. Jesus said, when the Son of God comes back, will he find faith on the earth? Faith. Many are unbelieving believers, they are faithless believers, white washed sepulchres like Jesus described most of the Pharisees. Outwardly they have the form of godliness. Inwardly, they are full of dead things, like a car with motor engine, or a car in which they are packed in, in I mean strange things in the engine. It looks like a car on the outside. It looks like it can carry you. It can travel because it is so pink, so nicely coated and sprayed. The interior is so beautiful. Exterior, perfect. The wheels, neat. And yet, it, it can't take you anywhere. They are still running around to men of God. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. See, beloved, there is no pray for me, pray for me anywhere that can take you any far in life. It can do things for you, but it can't change you. There's no pray for me, pray for me anywhere. Anywhere. Jesus overcame all, but He wants you to also learn from Him to overcome for yourself. That is why now, later, when He says that laying aside every weight and the same with that so easily beset us, let us run. With patience the result is said before us. Jesus finished his own how do I know that he finished his own he said is it John 9 and um, John 19 or so he says it is finished it is finished now he is seated it 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 never happened in the Old Testament no priest after that they were done with their the offerings of sacrifices in the holy place was set. no Bible says that now Jesus is set at the right hand of the he is done he's finished with his works and he has left the footprints and he has given or made available the resources for you and i to also run our own race to also overcome the world because we've been born of god and anything whatsoever is born of god overcomes the world so it is left to you and i we can encourage one another but if you are pray for me pray for me beloved You have to go or grow beyond that unto maturity, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down. Oh, okay, it's here. (laughs) I didn't know. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, and is set. You can also be set. You can also be set. You can also be set. Hallelujah. Tell yourself. I want you to type, I can also be set as a position of rest. When David had fought all his battles, Bible says that now the day came when God gave him first Chronicles, I have forgotten a particular chapter. God gave David rest round about. Is it first Samuel 17 or 18 or something? god gave him rest round about round about from all his battles but you don't rest when you are not done rest is for workers leave leave period is for workers hallelujah praise jesus Are ready for today's encounter. We've not started. That was just a warm-up. Yes, yeah, Second Samuel seven one, and it came to pass when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies. David was one man who had so much blood on his hands, so much blood from the battles he fought. Some of them willingly, some of them unwillingly. Because he had to be on the defensive. Some of them willingly, because he needed to pursue, he needed to overtake, he needed to be able to recover some blessings and goods of his. Hallelujah. Is a time to behold, there's a time to feed him, there's a time to run. Bible says that when Abraham saw the three men, Genesis 18, from afar, what did he do? He ran. There's a time to run, sometimes you must run, there's a time to bow. There's a time to sit. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. The new faces who just joined us, you're welcome. God bless you as you stay to the end. Amen. I'll speak to us in the course of the teaching as and when God ministers. Amen. But I'll focus more on the teaching okay so yesterday god helped us sorry in our previous session we realized from genesis 5 verse 21 that enoch lives he lived sixty and five years and begat methuselah and enoch worked with god after he begat methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters and all the days of enoch were 360 and five years and enoch walked with god and he was not for god took him and we're talking about enoch the servant from Adam from according to Jude chapter 1 verse 14 hallelujah Bible says that he had this testimony that he pleased God how do we know that Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had you can be translated to you too can be transfigured like Jesus Because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And we said that the compendium of Enoch's entire earthly biography was in Genesis 4, Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. One sentence that revealed a history of 365 years. One sentence. When we got there, I asked us that. What do, you, what do you want to be remembered for? Amen. And we looked at, fast forward, we came to look at the, the protocols or the protocols of all the keys to working with God. And we looked at the first key or the first protocol, the first key of the protocol, which is agreement. And we looked at Amos. We looked at Psalms. And we said that without agreement, there's disagreement hallelujah i didn't say this one but let me say it said disagreement is actually the breeding grounds of every form of contentions you can talk you can talk about or you can think of it is a breeding grounds of quarrel strife dissatisfaction sometimes even murders just imagine a marriage that is full of disagreement. modus operandi of the systems at the workplace or in in a business or in in an industry that doesn't agree if there are a lot of disagreements in the modus operandi there's been there are going to be collisions here and there nothing will really work or work out well to be in agreement with god we said that we have to be in disagreement with the world to be in total agreement with god we would have to be in total disagreement with the world and we said that anytime time we get out of agreement with God, we are in the era of disobedience and rebellion. I shared a number of things. Those of us who are here, God bless you. Today we are going deeper. We are moving to look at the second protocol that is focusing on the person or the partner. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, the verse 1 and the verse 2 our uncle scriptures for focusing on the person. Yeshua, God bless you. As a people of faith, as a household of faith, you and I also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. We have living witnesses and we have those who have gone ahead, who have gone to be with the Lord. They are still witnesses. They look on from heavens onto the earth and see how we also are running our race and they cheer us on. They are living witnesses. living witnesses, fathers of the faith. Bible says that we shouldn't be slothful, but we should be followers of them who through faith have inherited the promises. These are living witnesses. They've walked in the will of God and they've obtained promises. They've established empires for God. They've conquered territories for Jesus. When Jesus says, Occupy till like I come. It's a military mandate. So these are faithful militants. Soldiers of the cross. Men who have obeyed the marching orders of their master. Refusing to get entangled in any civilian affairs or things. Matters that don't please God. Matters that will distract them. Because no man that wore Meddles himself in earthly matters but his focus is on the one that has called him his master the man or the woman whom he or she is to please so if God has called me my focus must be on God to please him because it is possible to incur god's displeasure very very possible hebrews 10 38 says but my but my righteous one or by the just shall live by faith and if it shrinks or if it draws back my soul has no pleasure in him so if god now doesn't take pleasure in you because you've drawn back you are living life outside of faith. Then it means you've you've incurred God's displeasure. That is what it means. So you can be out of faith, even while you are in faith in Christ. You can be walking out of faith. As for Jesus, you believe Him, and that is why you are in the kingdom. But the walk of faith of the believer, you are not walking. You are out of faith, and you can't please God that way. and please go that way di ba badaso
0: lo rafa ko prendo chai di la bahavana scomberhi so
1: we cancel any accident any accident any accident as a result Of any real failure, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. We cancel it in the name of Jesus. No, none of us shall be a victim of any accident. And nobody close to us will be a victim of any accident in Jesus' name. we are going to please God we must look to him and him alone. Let me employ the analogy of marriage. How can Minister Francis marry Minister Winning and they are living under the same roof yet whenever Minister Francis is taking his decisions the person he is focusing on is his mother who is living somewhere on her own or a long former friend of his. This new investment, this investment account that I'm about to Open, is it going to please my colleague at work, or it won't please him? Will it please her, or it won't please her? It won't please her. Meanwhile, you are married, and you're not even looking. You're, you 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 don't have any intention. You're not even thinking about the wife you are living with. How do you think you can please such a one? How do you think you can live in harmony and at peace with your wife or your husband? You are dressing to kill, you want to slay because you are about to, you know, attend a program. And your goal, your focus, you are attending a program with your husband, but even in as much as you are going with your husband, your goal is not. That you wear something that you'll be pleased with, satisfied with, something that will light you know, his face up, so that he'll be beaming with smiles and be more satisfied with you. You are thinking of the ex you are going to meet at the wedding or at that party or at that get together, how? Number one. It means that your agreement with your husband in that covenant of marriage is questionable number two you have lost focus and that means that your priorities are wrong priorities are wrong you see how Hebrews 12 verse now it says looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith he authored my faith he is going to finish in fact he has already finished it he finished it when he said it is finished so my end in Christ has already be de- been determined my end outside of Christ according to the Word of God has also already been determined it is up to me to choose where I want to live where I want to start and finish whether in the world or in Christ Bible says, For in him we live, move, and have our being. You can choose to live all your life every day in him. You live in him every day, you move in him every day. In him, all your being, everything about you will consist, or you can choose to live in the world, move in the world, and have your being in the world, so that the day that he comes, he will say, Oh, I know you not. You are part of the you are part of the goats. If you read Matthew chapter 25. I think the verse 32 or so all the way to 46 or something you are going to some find something very interesting he says even as a shearer separates or a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat when he comes that's how he's going to do the separation so I make my decision however as believers says that if we want to please god then the protocol is to focus on him look unto jesus he authored the faith that has brought us to him to his feet we have to look unto him every day the right greek translation of the scripture says looking away looking away from other things distractions looking away from even sometimes pain you remember that when the people of israel sinned against god in the wilderness he snakes came out to bite them and then god instructed moses to to create a brazen serpent and lift it up put it on a pole or a stake and then he come he was to command the people of israel to look up to that word snake so that anybody who looked up to that snake would leave right? Later in the New Testament, I think in John chapter 3, it says that even as the, the, the serpent was lifted up the, in the wilderness, the same way the Son of Man must be lifted up. The same way the Son of Man must be lifted up. Now, put yourself for a moment, just lend me your imagination for a moment. Imagine you're part of the Israelites who were bitten by the snake, who received the injection of venom and all the toxin into their body, feeling pain, the fear of death, the panic, and you are being told to look at a brazen serpent, which is not even moving. Meanwhile, you are going through torment and torture in your body. It's not going to be easy, but to look. Onto that brazen serpent, they have to look away from their own pain. They have to look away from every cry, every weeping. The same way we must look away from everything. Sometimes people hold us back, and they are not evil people, they are good people. They hold us back because they mean well, but their well meaning is not good enough. You pray too much. Every day you are making noise. Every evening you are going to church. So can't you see that after six months of all these prayers and the fasting, what have you seen? Beloved, two months, Just quit for, for two months and see how the devil. Is going to rejoice and use your your you he, he's going to have a few day in your life, and your life can become an example of something terrible. How can a man like Saul die as though he was not or never anointed? How? How a giant like Saul. If you matter of fact, if you read first Samuel chapter. Um, I think chapter 15 by chapter 16 chapter 15 was looking for his father's donkey and all. By chapter 16 hey, eh, sorry chapter 13, 14 he was looking for his father's donkey by chapter 15 someone was anointing him the same chapter Saul was ir- Saul had received an instruction from the Lord, an instruction from the Lord that he needed. In fact, when Samuel anointed him, the first word of Samuel to him was an admonishment. He said that, now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. There is no language in which
2: their voices not. Someone just give him a simple instruction as a
1: prophet and a judge who had worked with God and also had understood some of the he held some of the keys to working with God. And then the first assignment he had it says, That here, the Lord of hosts. I remember that that which Amalek Amalek did to Israel. How that he laid wait for him in the way, and he came up, when he came up from Egypt, now go and smite Amalek, and utterly destroy all that they have, and spare them not. God told him to slay everything, both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. Bible says that And Saul smote the Amalekite by by verse 7 7 of verse 15. He was actually carrying out the assignment after gathering the people. 200,000 footmen. He gathered them. He went. Unlike Abraham, who went all the way to Moriah, who went to the end of the journey, set up an altar, laid the firewood, completed the assignment, Bible says that, and so smote the Amalekites from Havilah until thou comest to Shur, that is over against Egypt, and he failed to smite Agag, the king of the Amalekites, but for Agag, he took him alive. He utterly destroyed all the other people. He took the king Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good, but which was not God. And will not utterly destroy them but everything that was vile and refused that they destroyed utterly god is not concerned about what you give him out of your 90 percent if you can't give let go of the 10 percent. as far as god is concerned your heaven is already closed god doesn't care about the rest if you not give him your best bible says he took a gag and the best god is not concerned about the best he knew there was the best god knew there was the best in the land he knew god knew there was the best in the land when he says he said unto him now go and smite amalek and utterly destroy all All that he have. The worst, the best, anything that was vile. He said, destroy everything. Saul thought he could please God, giving God the best. When God didn't even care about the rest, immediately, the word of God came to him yesterday we we, the previous session we realized that anytime we fail to agree with god in his decisions and instructions what happens we said two things who remembers if you remember you can type it so that i i say it you are holding me now
2: in your hands
1: i belong Yes, that's just one. We said punishment and judgment. Amen.
2: Hey. Power and might belongs to our God forever.
1: belongs to our Jesus. forevermore and I hold in my hands the keys of death and Hades that is the God you and I serve when you are are singing the songs make sure they make meaning to your spirit sing from your spirit don't sing from your head don't sing from memory don't sing with the, the universal chorus of the church or the congregation no sing from your own personal revelation of God and an understanding of every word every word that has been joined together woven together into that song hallelujah this God he deserves our praise every minute every second from the rising of the Sun to the going down of the same the Lord's name is to be praised Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord, as we all
2: know you. We give you glory, Lord, as we all know you. You are wonderful.
1: his error. He failed. He failed to look unto the instructions of God. You can't marry, be in a marital covenant and be seeking to please somebody outside that covenant more than you want to please the one that you are married to. You are looking to somewhere else. You need assistance. You have emotional issues. And you are looking elsewhere. That that is the beginning of infidelity. That is the beginning of infidelity. Just looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who married you? Mr. So-and-so, or Ms. Mrs. So-and-so, that's the person you are looking, you are supposed to look up to. Who brought us into the faith? It's Jesus Christ. He authored it. So he's the one we look up to. Who finished it? He's the one who is who finished it. He's, you understand, the marriage covenant, eh? it is from beginning to end. It is everlasting. It is from everlasting. In fact, it is from now to death, that's a vow that's what the vow says it is until death does both of you apart it does you apart but before death if you allow any man to come between you two oh that's your own wahala because bible says what god has put together let no man if you yourself allow man to put you asunder, asunder to it's, it's up to you. Please help us with Psalm 16, the verse 8 through 11. Focusing on the partner, we have been espoused unto one husband, Jesus. Jesus, our groom, who is coming soon. He is the person of our focus the object of our affection the object of our love hallelujah in Psalm 16 the Holy Spirit asked me to to teach the New Testament example of focusing okay on the object of our love and affection and our relationship in 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 trying to understand the protocols of intimacy before we go backward to the Old Testament. But we will, however, come back again to look at some scriptures in the New Testament, amen. David said, we all know David, for the exploits he did in the kingdom, how that he loved God, how that Bible describes him as a man after his own heart. That means David was a man of intimacy. He agreed with God, he focused on God, he pursued God, and he pleased God how did he do it this is one of David's keys focusing on the partner or the object of your affection a husband seeking to please a wife when you come from work and you have a bad day at work you will not call your ex you will not pick up your phone call your ex or call maybe one of your co-workers and begin describing to them the kind of terrible day you had and then you know sharing all of that to to, to with them when in fact you have your wife who should be your best friend the same applies to wives it means your focus you are in marriage all right you're in the covenant but your focus is elsewhere you can't please that one you can't be intimate you can't that the intimacy between both of you won't grow you can live in close proximity with each other and yet your hearts are far very distant from each other under the same roof yet you are worlds apart david said i have set the lord always before me he is my focus because he is at my right hand i shall not be moved i have set he is my focus Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. When God becomes our focus, what are some of the, 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 the byproducts, the blessings? He says, therefore my heart is glad. Because intimacy is a thing of the heart. And my glory rejoices. When God becomes our focus you realize that every time you enjoy ever-increasing glory why ever-increasing glory because glory Bible says 1st Chronicles 16 27 strength and glory are in his presence strength and gladness are in his presence, glory and grace are in his place. So anytime you come before him, you set him before you, you begin to trade your humanity for his divinity, your weaknesses for his divine strength, your shame for his glory. Because he, he has not called us unto shame and reproach. He has called us into glory and virtue. We were in shame and reproach when we were in darkness so therefore it says for thou would not leave my soul in hell neither would thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption thou will show me when i make you my focus you will not leave my soul in hell when i fall into trouble in a time of trouble he will deliver me because i have set my affection on him go to psalm 91 you find it there for in a time of trouble i will deliver him because he has made the lord even the most high his habitation neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption because you are my focus thou wilt show me the path of life this is a heavy statement, the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. God bless you, Minister Aben and Minister David. Glory and honor are in his presence, strength and gladness are in his place. I think I interchange that.
0: So have an eye
2: focus
1: on the person focus it doesn't mean that distractions won't come distractions will come but you must focus it doesn't mean that troubles won't come troubles will come do you know why when Peter and the disciples saw Jesus coming on the sea the other day at night towards their boat. Bible says that they were so afraid. They were so afraid. Is it Matthew 13, 14, or 15? One of them. They were very afraid. And they said, Behold, it is his ghost, Jesus' ghost. And they doubted. But Peter. A very daring and curious disciple shouted at Jesus and, and said if master if it be thou bids me come and I will come he knows that when God speaks he's not releasing in he's not only releasing information and instruction there is power that backs his word that is why it is impossible to be malnourished and to be a weakling a Christian who is a weakling, as you keep imbibing the Word of God, it is impossible because any right intake of the Word of God should come with the power of God. It should come with the strength of God, which will strengthen, which will strengthen your faith, which will grant you grace. So, things that were doubt that were that were weakening you in your walk with God, all those things begin to leave, and your faith. Is strengthened and you gain strength even in your inner man every time you come to fellowship that was one of the secrets Peter understood Peter was a man of revelation no wonder he says upon this rock I will build my church when he was able to ascertain the quote, the person of Jesus Christ his persona thou art Jesus Christ the son of the living God nobody taught him Nobody taught him Nobody taught Peter Except the Spirit of God not flesh and blood the Spirit of God did So when Jesus spoke to him on the sea All of a sudden he received faith faith cometh by hearing he had faith the impartation of faith and he began overcoming the world. He began walking on the sea. He began going. Looking onto Jesus, he was going. Focusing on Jesus, he was going. Setting the Lord before him, he kept walking. He kept moving. The seas were be- they were becoming boisterous. Around him, he heard the sounds thereof. Yet, he kept his cool and his focus. His faith unwavering because his focus was set right at the right place but the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus the moment Peter took his eyes off of Jesus Bible says that he began to sink he began to sink he began to sink and he cried out help us with John chapter 17 verses 4 to 6 the other scriptures I'll take them quickly another person please help us with Luke chapter 16 verse 13 John 17 verses 4 through 6 Luke chapter 16 verse 13 Exodus Exodus 20 verse 3 God told them that if you want to walk with me in agreement with me if you want to focus on on me, as I have chosen you to be my people. If you want me to be your God, if you want us to grow together in in, in intimacy, we need to agree. And you need to focus only on me. There are other gods worshipped by other nations, the nations which you are journeying through, the nations you'll be fighting and conquering. You will find also their gods but thou shalt have no other gods before me you shall have no other gods before me today some of us we don't have gods as in deities strange deities we have the kind of things that have become our goals are strange things when you lose focus on god you have other gods before god God no longer, fo- God ceases to be your focus. Should I demonstrate it to you? I know that this is not a fiscal meeting. Let me just use a practical example. Imagine that. Imagine that Benjamin is standing in a room. Okay. or On a stage, let's say a stage, a platform and an altar. And in front of Benjamin, there is Ebenezer, and Ebenezer can see Benjamin. He can see him facing him straight ahead. They are all looking ahead of them. So Aben is seeing Benjamin's back, okay. And all of a sudden, David comes and he stands. Benjamin. Initially, Benjamin was before Aben. Aben had set Benjamin before him. But all of a sudden, he invites David and David comes to stand between him and Benjamin. That means Aben now has another friend before. You see, before you now go to Aben, before you now go to Benjamin, there is David before Benjamin. Before you move, before Aben can see Benjamin, there is someone before Benjamin. Benjamin. Aben now has somebody before him. So Benjamin is no longer the first or the priority. He is no longer the the focus of Aben. David has now become his focus. David is now before Benjamin. Aben will have to pass by or bypass David in order to get to Benjamin that is what happens when we allow other gods to come between us and God and God doesn't want second place as far as God is concerned second place is the same as the last position
2: that is why he's jealous for us So in Judges 10,
1: if you read the story, he now told them that it, ye have forsaken me and served other gods, wherefore I will deliver you no more. He was angry with them. You have forsaken me, no more agreement, and served other gods, wrong focus, wherefore I will deliver you no more, Judges 10, 13. He read 2nd Kings seventeen thirty eight, he again told them, neither shall ye fear other gods i should only be your fear the most high god should only be your fear gather your fear of people your fear of the future your fear of accident your fear of circumstances your fear of height your fear of certain animals put them together and make them your fear of god John chapter 17, okay, I think, let me see if you help me with, I'll look at that one. Lastly, Luke chapter 16 verse 13, please help us with that scripture. I'm reading John 17 verse 3, it says, and this is eternal life, that they may know thee the one true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Eternal life is to have your focus on him. It means when my focus is turned away from god my eternal life the pursuit of eternity with god can fall on rocks god must be our only focus that they may know thee the only true god so even jesus as a son came telling us that if there is a place or somebody to look to, he wasn't the one, it was the Father. He came to bear witness to the Father. When we come to desire to please a partner, you you understand that when we come to that particular key. Jesus came to reveal the Father. In fact, in the olden days, the fact when a child, a Jewish child, is growing up, okay? When a Jew or a Hebrew child is growing up, two of the words they learn very early are ima and abba, mother and father, or father and mother, ma- mother and father. But it, it seemed like an abomination to call God father. Because all through the Torah, he had not been revealed as such. Jesus came to reveal him as Father. And then he tells us that the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. And so we can cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. But you can't say that if you don't know him if it's not your focus, you can't you can't call him Abba To the unbeliever God is God creator God But he's not father to them If you want to talk about his fatherhood in a generic sense the father of creation Then they will know him in that that context, but not as people begotten of him They have not been begotten of him. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. That I may know him. That my focus will only be him. That he will be my priority. I want to be intimate with him. I want to grow intimately with him so that when the day he comes, I'll be found in him. By the same possible if I don't know him. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. In Philippians three, the verse fourteen downwards, he says, "I press toward the mark, for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus." Then he says, "The mark is is before me; that is my focus." Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if any, and if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you when you make god your focus okay and you build intimacy with him the day you begin to drift from that path of agreement with god the path of making certain the lord always before you like david said in psalm 16 verse 8 the holy spirit even our comforter our advocate and our guide he'll begin to prompt you Ah, don't you think that elemiah you used to Initially, when you wake up, the first thing you do is to take your Bible and open to any verse that I lead you. Sit before me in the quietness of the day, study my word, pray and seek my face before you did any other thing, even before you touched your phone, even though you saw it ringing earlier, you knew. Or you know you have you have missed calls and yet you choose to to get into my word and see what i have for you first don't you see you stop doing this don't you see that initially before you even step out to buy any dress you would inquire of me to know whether that which you want to buy you should go ahead you present the shopping list to me don't you see that don't you see you you stopped doing that these days? You don't do it as frequently as you used to Don't you see that before you even join any platform Enter into any church or accept invitation to ad- attend any program you pray and seek my face for guidance as to whether to say yes or no but no longer, you are no longer doing it because the moment you saw the flyer, you saw apostles so and so, and you saw prophet so and so, you knew that, you feel that it's going to be powerful. I must go. I need a word. But the word you think you need from that prophet, because you saw the name prophet there, I can give it to you personally without speaking through another person unto you. Do you know that any time you are depending on another person to hear God every time, it is only a revelation of your, your own immaturity? It's so immature. You want to travel, you want to hear from God, you want to take this decision, you want to hear from God, everything, you want every time. You have somebody to tell you things that will make you feel good and tickle your ears and every time you want to, it's a sign that you are a babe. And it will be difficult for such a person to begin hearing God for themselves because you are by your own self blocking channels to hearing God from within. So every information will come from without and do you know what that that does to you? It means that many information that God will pass to you will be without honor and without privacy. Which father is there? David, imagine you are there with your father in that house mr menu okay i'm telling you these things some men of god will never tell you because they are not concerned their their focus is not to raise christians matured christians who have the stature of christ but to raise church members their desire is not to raise, raise women of god or men of god but to raise members church members and there's a difference between you see i believe that if you are in my church or my fellowship for instance after a period of five to seven years by seven years seven is a number of perfection you should become fully equipped you should have gone through what a pastor will go through in a bible school for three years you should have gone through that same bible school for seven years and even seen more the demonstration of the power the miracles and learned more you should be equipped fit matured and ready to be released to even pastor a church not in my my the fellowship that God has given me, and not in a church that God has given me to shepherd. No, but the desire to hold on so tightly to members, the fear. You see, now Bishop asked Bishop Duncan Williams said the other day. He said he told his friend. He said that now Bishop I've forgotten the name. One of the bishops Bishop friends of his in 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 the U.S. He said now then the the rule of the game is numbers 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 it's no longer maturity it's no longer conformity it's no longer growth it's no longer nature and protection because a sheep a a shepherd must offer protection and safety to the sheep it's about numbers numbers so back to that analogy david you're in the house with your mom with your father okay under the same roof, just like you come to church every day, God is with you in your house, you pray to Him every day. But anytime God will speak to you, or anytime your father desires to speak to you, your father that you are in the, under the same roof with will now leave your house. Go to your neighbor's house, next three houses, okay? um, Maybe Abigail Jamra's house, and go and speak to Abigail Jamra, or Abigail Jamra's big brother, or Abigail Jamra's father to come and tell you what he could have told you in the house. What do you how do you understand that what do you think is happening It means my relationship with my father is not working I can't hear my father It means that I am not growing And the messages will not be without privacy But the gift of God, the prophetic gift, is a necessity to equip and to guide. I'm talking about it in a sense, uh, in, this, in, the, in, the, in the, using the, the focus or the spotlight, being on the recipient, those of us who receive, those of us who receive from God. Always willing. Me, I tell people that though we prophesy here, yes we do, but we teach more. And we pray more, because even the prophecies need the word of God for you to be able to work them out. You need prayers. You need prayers to be able to what? Empower to enforce every prophetic word. You need prayer, the energy, the fire of prayer to enforce all prophetic word. One prophetic word requires a lot. You need how to. You need the wisdom from the word of God as to how to receive it how to nurture it okay it is a word that has been sown every prophet prophecy has its um, um, conception period just like a sperm meets an egg in the womb and there is conception the day you receive the word if god has chosen to speak it to you in a gathering through the mouth of his servant that is conception now there is just gestation period for our 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 um in our domain as human beings okay when it comes to giving birth the time of life is nine months right it takes nine months prophecies also usually have timelines and during the nine months if you are carrying pregnancy you know how a prophet a pregnant woman ought to live you can't eat anything you can't carry just any obstacles you can abort the pregnancy doing so there are certain things you are not even supposed to expose yourself to. For, for instance, in some companies, there are levels of temperatures or radiations that if you work in companies like that, assuming you, you go there frequently and you realize you are pregnant, you, you would have to take days off so that those harmful rays don't affect you and the baby because either the babies is aborted or there'll be mutations so the prophecy comes to pass but it doesn't come to pass accurately parts of it that part of it don't are not fulfilled parts are fulfilled because during the gestation the things you should have done the wisdom from the word of god the prayers you should pray the prayers enforce the delivery so that the day you are pushing as soon as zion traveled she brought forth her children there is a day of delivery, your men of God being your midwives, Christian brothers and sisters can also be your midwives. There is a day of delivery and that day you need strength to push. That strength to a very great extent lies in everything you ate from the day one of the pregnancy to the final day, not the thing that you ate the last month of the pregnancy alone. That is why many of us, we carry thousands, everywhere you are entering, they are prophesying. In fact, some of the things are not even prophecies. they just tell you one or two things, you have this, you have that, you carry this on your life, God will do this with you. They are just, I would say, word of knowledge, piece of info. That is why we teach, we pray a lot. We don't downplay the prophetic. I'm only saying that you may have itchy ears joining a meeting like this. But me, I've said it before, I have no obligation to tickle those ears. I have no obligation to tickle any itchy ears. Mine is to sow the the, 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 the word of, of God, the seed of the word of God. So, when your father has to go through somebody every time, and you are content, you are happy with it. Now we have forever better than if you are a Brian Boncomo, Papa, and yes, Papa, we took Your father has not traveled, though. Your father is with you. Then you go to Abigail's house, you go and sit there for hours, listening to what your father has told that person to come and tell you. And every day you want to go there. Immaturity. must press toward the mark he says that if you grow in intimacy with him the moment you deviate from the path God himself will prompt you God shall reveal even this to you Philippians chapter 3 verse 15 be thus minded have God as your focus for our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior the Lord Jesus Christ in psalm 27 verse 8 david said when thou said when thou saidst seek ye my face my heart said unto thee thy face lord will i seek thy face lord will i seek when you said it i didn't refuse i chose to focus on you now look chapter 16 verse 13 we are on the second key of the protocols of intimacy this is the part eight okay the seventh part but the second part of the set the second part of the seventh in the series on intimacy with god if you are just joining us for the first time you can click on the dashboard go to publish podcast click on the icon burning once the lion go to publish podcast you just scroll through go a little beneath going to see from september october you're going to see published podcasts on intimacy with god we started with um intimacy with god the background that is the need for intimacy then we came to intimacy with god part two that is created for intimacy you have been designed spirit soul and body for intimacy to be able to host god to be able to commune with god you, the, the intricacies, the details, the revelations of that are trapped in that teaching. Then we came to a longing desire, the part three, a longing desire and a drawing near for intimacy, how to long for more of God. David says, as a as a deer pants for the water brooks, even so my soul longeth for you. And then a drawing near, how to draw near to God for intimacy. And we came to um, the oil of intimacy and we came to, I think that is a whole lot. We've done about seven parts, Already by the grace of God, you can check it, listen to it, and be blessed. They are they are all published and free for downloads at no cost. Amen. Now Luke 16, verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. This this also applies to your fatherhood, to your motherhood, whether spiritual fatherhood. spiritual motherhood it's impossible you you can't love your father the same way you love somebody's somebody's father David you can't serve two masters for either you hate the one and love the other There will definitely be comparisons there will definitely be more commitment and allegiance to one more than the other and in times of rebellion to your father you feel you have another place to run to you can't serve two masters you may think you are putting one in high esteem but by that very action you're actually despising the other one in ways you don't assume god cannot be served together with mammon. If we want to be intimate with him, he must be our only focus, our sole focus. Not only when we feel like it, not only, only when it is convenient. Personally, I know it. When people are trying to just use their tongue around me to sort of you know, um dead there what the when in reality their hearts are partitioned. You cannot serve God and Mammon. If you want to please God, if you want to be intimate with God, make him your only focus, let him be your only master. Your only master, your only God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. I have set the Lord always before me because He's at my right hand. I shall never be moved. Because He is at my right hand, I shall never be moved. I have set. Beloved, lift your voice. Begin to thank God for today's word and encounter enlightenment in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus,
0: in the name of Jesus oh God we bless you for your word, inerrant. oh God your eternal word oh God we thank you for your word which is free from errors your word that is infallible we thank you for your refreshing word we thank you for your presence, we thank you for your glory in this place, your name be exalted, your name be
1: adored, your name be lifted, we thank you for not O God, may your name be praised in the name of Jesus. We pray for grace, beloved. Lift your voice, you are praying for grace to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. We've had many powerful teachings. This teaching people, people come to this platform men of God, apostle, doctor, what, what, prophet, so and so. Don't look at our numbers today. Usually, people will come and then they will say the place is full of revelations and insight every time we teach people comment and they say wonderful things but how many of them have truly benefited you and impacted your life how many of them it's only possible when we are doers you want to lift your voice and tell God our Lord grant me grace to be a doer grace to appropriate you can't do something which you don't know which has not come to stay and live in your heart and to for it to stay and to live in your heart you have you have to imbibe you have to listen you have to listen. You have to bind the word to your heart. The way you bind the word to your heart is to keep listening until the very thing is absorbed into your spirit. Lord, grant us grace to be doers, not hearers only. Father, grant me grace. Lord, I want to know you more. Father, as a servant of your people, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to walk with you like Enoch did. I pray for grace to be a doer of the things that you have revealed unto us. A doer, a doer, a practitioner, oh God, one who practices every little secret, every little revelation, and the major and the big revelations in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that I will be blessed in the name of Jesus. I don't want to deceive myself. In the name of Jesus, help me focus on you in my work with you to look away from all other things unto you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and now is set at the right at the right hand of the throne of the Father. Father, we bless you, we give you praise for answered prayers in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please, if you haven't followed us. You can do us the honor If you follow the, pod, the the platform, you are not following an individual. You are not following me. You are following God. Amen. He is the one we stand for. Amen. He is the reason we have this meeting, this fellowship, or this platform. So you can click the plus button beside the name-burning ones to follow the ministry. Anytime we come live, whether teaching prayer or prophetic or spirit ministrations, any, any, any meeting at all, You get a notification aside that whenever we we publish our podcast the teaching sessions you get to be notified first hand amen god bless you all now may the lord bless and keep you may god cause his face to shine upon you may the lord be gracious unto you may jehovah god lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace May God lift up your head above your enemies. May he give you the necks of your enemies. May he establish your feet on even grounds and cause you to flourish on every side. May God put a permanent indelible new song in your mouth even this month and open doors for you that no man can shut in Jesus' name. You are blessed. Keep burning for Jesus. Talk to somebody about Jesus. Remember that i love you so much but jesus our father and our lord loves you so so much more amen until we meet again it's a goodbye bye 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 bye